a house civis broadcasting good weir everybody that's right today we're implementing some exciting ideas for the next few weeks why why would you do that why can't we start off the weir episode that we're doing normal why but, do you have to make it weird because if i did it normal it would just feel kind of weary we're gonna be doing two episodes per week one on weir and one on far. We're gonna try and theme each week. And this week's theme, as requested, is infamy. That's right, two back-to-back -back broadcastings this week all about infamy and those who are infamous. We're also gonna be starting our interviews with the Racers of the Eight Winds all month leading up to the race. This week, we're going to be interviewing the racer for the Eagle. So grab your beverage, sit back, and we're lax to today's broadcasting of a, a chronicle, chronicle of echoes. echoes. start today off with a little bit of news like normal and then we're gonna do a luffy's asks like normal see it's not weird at all all right that's two no more that's the end of it i'm sorry you just you did a really good but one you doubled down you shouldn't I have didn't, doubled down i didn't mean to double dip would you like to read the first news article i really would well after you next zir is graduation day for many Morgrave University students. Let me be the first to say welcome to the thousands of well-wishers coming into the University District and Upper Memphis Plateau. The City Watch has said that extra patrols will be deployed to help manage the influx throughout the weekend, but crowds will cause citizens to be shoulder to shoulder. Commander Kazal stated, I'll note that Sharn has several laws on the books to punish overly festive carousing, and I intend to enforce them. And the Watch will be particularly vigilant about petty street crime. We're not going to have a repeat of last year's disorder. So as long as the carousing isn't festive, they're safe. Yeah, you'll be safe. It's okay. Oh good, yeah. That, that, that's my plan. That's why I'm never happy, because it's against the rules. University District residents reported widespread pickpocketing, confidence games, and assaults during graduation week last year. A few colleges run on different schedules. The Arcanist and Theological Colleges, for example, award degrees to their graduates next month. Well, that is exciting. Will you be there for the big graduation in the Great Hall of Orion? I will, actually. I'm probably not going to go. I have heard that this year's keynote speaker is Darren Olio. The famed explorer from Ugh. Arganessa, and I, I just don't want to. Yeah, he's not why, you know, I'm going. It's easy to say that you have explored Arganessa when no one else can say that. Like, like you could just write a bunch of stuff down. No exactly. one's going to fact check it. No, and and so here's here's my biggest thing. He didn't go to Arganessa. Oh, he went to some of the islands around Arganessa. That doesn't count. What if he's a dragon? That's not, that's not like... I have heard people speculate that he actually never went to Arganesson because he's from there. 
and that he's just telling people what the beaches should look like. And when they arrive, not the same, so that way they die and they can't get there. That's kind of... I've heard it's a con. It could be. It could be. But, I mean, I just think that he's a fraud. I I, I think that that's just how that goes. Nobody who goes to Argonath and comes back. Except one guy, and he happens to have... Yeah, I I agree. But I'm excited, and once more, congratulations to all of you wonderful graduates. You have bright and beautiful futures ahead of you, unless you don't. And if you don't, we're hiring. This next bit of news ties in nicely to our idea of Infamy Leak. We're getting reports from districts in Middle and Upper Memphis, as well as Central, of a crazed vigilante attacking wealthy house members and nobles. The vigilante calling himself the Striker is targeting affluent citizens he believes are outside the reach of justice. While the article is sparse, we will be able to provide unique insight, as we will have this vigilante here on FAR as our guest. What a terrible name, though. I'm not sure I'm going to let him know when he's here. Striker is a bad name. You're a vigilante? Come on, something... Call yourself the Chimera or something cool like that. Yeah, that sounds lame. The Chimera or the Striker? The Chimera. Like, the Striker, like, he's striking the law. He's, like, striking for justice. It's like, you know, like... It's one step away from punchy guy. (laughs) How is the Chimera better Call himself Lightning, then. At least Lightning Strikes. So, um... Oh, here we go. We've got some sad news coming out of Stormhome. Corvin de Lirindar, the last surviving member of the famed Starwind airship voyage, died on Zor, surrounded by loved ones. He was 184. Corvin was one of 14 crew members that returned aboard the battered airship after having been missing for two whole years. While he served his house valiantly for many years and became a captain in his own right, his story will always be when the badly listing Starwind reappeared over the skies of Sharn in 841. Captain Teshin de Lirindar told a wondrous tale of his airship being sucked into a vortex during a hurricane that led to strange lands beyond Eberron. Fake versions of those logbooks were all the rage in the mid-850s. Starwind sagas, they were called. I read quite a few in my day, and they're very interesting, but the real logbooks are under lock and key with House Lyrander to this day. Captain Teshin de Lirindar died in battle with pirates in 880. His will included extensive provisions for splitting the, quote, recovered booty of the Starwind voyage. House Lirindar elders said that the Starwind's hold was empty when it returned. Furthermore, the airship's logs gave no indication of a discovered treasure. Asked about Teshin's will last year, Corvin dismissed it as, quote, Just a joke, there's no treasure of the Starwind, that's for sure. We saw a lot of strange things, but nothing that would make us rich. In any case, the house would get the treasure, not us. With no direct descendants, Corvin de Lirinder's estate will be auctioned within the house next month. I happen to know 
someone in the house, and I'm going to ask them for a favor, because I would love to attend that auction, even if I can't purchase anything, and maybe have him pick up a piece or two, because I'd love to get my hands and just look at him, just take a look, there has to be something there. He left it in his will for the treasure, it's weird. It's very, it's all very suspect. The treasure is the friends they made along the way. You can't divide up friends you made along the way after everyone's dead. Well, um, you know what time it is? Olivia's advice corner questions. It's that time. <laughs> right you are. Dear Luffy, I'm an adventurer, and I was recently reincarnated after an unfortunate run-in with a Lemanian bear. I was an elf before, but I am now a human, and I have also lost my dragon mark as a result. How do I tell my family? Adventuring was something I was allowed to do until I was 110, with the understanding that I would return and perform for the house afterward. Now that is no longer possible. In addition, I am currently 97. I don't know how much time I'll have after a reincarnation, and I don't know how to tell them they'll now very likely outlive me. A lost and worried Defalarian. Well, lost and worried, this is definitely a very heavy topic. I'm glad that you ended up not staying dead, and the miracle of reincarnation is is amazing. But I also know what disappointment can feel like. I'm sure that your family, they may feel hurt and sad, but they'll understand that it's either never see you again or have the ability to say goodbye. I can only imagine the stories that they'll tell about you in, you know, the Fjarling custom. I don't know what kind of state you're in physically, but let's say, I mean, 97 is still very young for an elf and if reincarnated, you still are similarly young as a human, then you still have a solid, what, like 80 years? And advancements in healing magic, you know, with House Trasco, I'm, I'm sure that you could live even longer than that. But your family may be sad to begin with. Heck, they might not consider you their child anymore, their kin, because you're not a Fjarlin anymore. You're not an elf. You're not dragon-marked. And if they do that, they're very rotten people. The strength of dragon-marked houses isn't that our blood is better than others. It's the way that we've structured our families. It's how we rely on each other. And if they can't realize that you need to rely on them for even just a moment, well, maybe your adventuring party is better than they were. Also, if the house tries to collect anything from you, remind them you paid your debt because you died. You only give one life, you don't give two. Well, let's go to something a little lighter. That was a, a little heavy. Dear Luffy, Could you let Kevin know that I'm his biggest fan? His nasally voice is like the singing of the Archons. And who doesn't love a man with a musk of an unwashed capybara costume? The tiny tavern has taken a tiny slice of my heart. If you haven't figured it out yet, this is sarcasm. K 
Kevin, stop eating my food in the chill box. It is labeled for a reason. Silas. Did you really spend the two crowns to submit an advice corner question just just so you can call Kevin out in front of the entire city? My lunch costs more than two crowns. It was well spent. My advice for this is um, if you put your name on it, it's yours when it comes to food in chill boxes. And um, don't be that guy. All right, now actual advice. Howdy, Lady Aloofy DeSimis. So I need some advice on how to ask out someone I kind of like, you know? But the thing is, we are a bit different. Opposite faiths, and he's kind of undead. But that smile of his makes me all kind of flustered. Signed, Anonymous. Well, um... This is, this is definitely, this is an ask. This is, this is a, this is a, this is a weird one. Did you put in two crowns so that way you could come out and tell everyone that you like dating undead? (laughs) I don't like dating undead. Then this is a weird question. We should, go ahead. I'm going to. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. Um, so anonymous, um, Sometimes letters are are a good way. Uh, I think that we should make sure, obviously, that the undead is um, able to make decisions and have their own thoughts. Kind of like the Undying Court in Arenal. They are conscious and can make decisions. So I'm going to assume that they can make decisions because this is opposite faith. So they probably are a sentient undead, just based on what I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so... You know, fate doesn't always factor into relationships. And I think that maybe find out what their love language is and try to talk to them in their love language. So, like, if their love language is big gestures, try and give them a big gesture, you know. And if their love language is giving gifts, you know, give give them a gift. Bubbery. Gentle repose. A new coffin. Oh, that's a good one. Whatever it is. Learn their love language. And and this is good good advice for anybody, whether you're in love with a lich or um normal. Just just a regular person. <laughs> um learn their love language and try and respond in kind. So that was a weird one. This is quickly becoming my least favorite segment. I, I want you to know that. Uh, as fun as it is to make fun of Kevin, things like that are going to stick with me the rest of the day. So, uh, before we hit our promotions and our musical break, we'd just like to take a moment to thank everybody who's listening to today's Echo. I'd also like to remind everybody that it's really easy to get in contact with myself and Silas as well as Meeps and Kevin, and the rest of the House Civis Broadcasting Guild. First, you can always send us a gnome mail at Station at gmail.com. The G is for gnome. Next, you can go to our special community center at civisechoerstation.com to get more information about our segments. Leave comments, send us messages, 
find out where you can get more information, learn about all of our uh, affiliated people like Genbo and uh, Thresher Kane, who's doing some really good work out there. Finally, you can always use those comment pads next to every Echoer device and leave us a comment, question, or concern. I like it when people do little drawings like hearts or thumbs up, smiley faces. And at the end of every evening, our subscribe will pick up those comments and we'll get to read them. Also, you can speak with our subscribe and they'll keep you up to date on our show and help you follow along each week. We are also now accepting patrons. We have a Patreon account set up through House Condorac, so you can donate and keep this show on the airpads. We'd like to extend our deep and heartfelt gratitude to all of our current patrons. So after this short sponsor and musical break, we'll be right back. With a race of the eight wins just around the corner, betting will be at an all-time high. And I'm betting that you've already started making plans for your freshly won coin, until you realize that you have to deal with some back-alley bookie flanked by two overgrown goons with one-syllable names. But wouldn't it be nice not to have to worry about them eyeing your kneecaps throughout the race or having to argue with them for the money that you've brightly won? That's what I'm offering you at Chance Casino right here in Sean. An opportunity for you to gamble goon-free. So when you're ready for something different, take a chance. And welcome back. I'm not happy that we have sponsors again, but at least it's something, right? Do help pay the bills. <laughs> but so does Kevin, and we don't want him around all the time either. Someone that I'm excited to have around, though, is my good friend, Jack. We have talked repeatedly about how this week we're dealing with more infamy than fame. We're giving a voice to those who aren't adventurers, but who change the city in very different ways. And that's why I've brought in Jack today. Jack, I okay, want to thank you but, for... But no, no, but, but why? Like, why what? Like, like, but we, we talked about, you know, having, like, underground, underbelly type people. Like, you met this guy where? At a bar. Like, I'm, you, I'm you sorry. Understand. How many times have you met someone and we've, we're having an entire slew of people that you met at an orgy on in a couple of weeks. So let's not talk about... Adult party. Oh, adult you're right. Party. Adult adult party. An entire slew of people that you met there. And now we're judging me for meeting someone. I have known Jack for years. For years. It's not like I just met him yesterday and I decided to bring him on. You met him yesterday and decided to bring Back him on. Back me up on this one, Jack. Ah, uh, yeah. I... Silas and I, way back to, uh, well, uh. I don't think we can really talk about that. Yeah, let's not discuss why I, I, but Jack is someone who facilitates getting things in the city that you can't find elsewhere, extra legally. And I think that that is something that needs to be talked about. There is a thriving underbelly of people like Jack. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back back it up here, Silas. Uh, First of all, the term extra legal is, eh. That's an ugly term, and, and I feel like you're kind of getting ahead of yourself here. You know? I, I'm someone with a reputation for getting stuff done. Let's leave it at that. But what does that even mean? It means if you need something done, and the price is right, or I happen to like you, 
I think I like you okay. It means I can make it happen. When it comes to getting things, Jack is not a murderer or an assassin. Let's be clear on that, Jack. Oh, no, no. Yeah, because that's how it sounded. That's how it sounded, buddy. Do I look like some kind of Boromar Yahoo? No, generally they're all halflings most of the time. The Yahoos in particular. But he's not. He's not Boromar, and I know that. Yeah, of course you do. But it is good to talk to someone who is benefiting from the city and benefiting the city outside of adventurers. You always want to talk about the things that they do, and a lot of what they do is also very shady and possibly extra-legal. Hey, Lux Silas, let's, uh, Sharn is my home. This city takes care of me. I'm gonna take care of this city. I mean, it, it makes sense, I, I guess. You know, Braylon's not the cleanest place in the world. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, Ondere literally has cleaning stones everywhere. That is fair. I was gonna say Tower Spit means yeah. that this city is clearly <laughs> not clean very in any gross. way, shape, or form. Nah, you, you get used to it. But I think that what Aluvi's trying to imply is that there is a lot of crime in our city. Not saying that you're involved in that, Jack, just that it is for a fact there is a lot. There, there are quite a few with the Dask and Clan Boromar and several other prominent groups, the Pilford Wands, all making Sharn their home. I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, all these people moving in, thinking they own the place, kicking good, honest people out of some neighborhoods. Uh, you gotta look out for your own. That's all I'm saying. So you help people, like, what does that entail? Like, you just, I, I guess, like, I, 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 say this, I don't even know why we have... We're having on a vigilante who has taken up arms against crime in the city. Why not talk to someone who technically is operating outside conventional norms and how they would be affected by someone like that? Because you know that with adventurers killing off all the monsters and stopping most of the villains, and then now you have a vigilante who's cleaning up street crime, as he says, is he actually cleaning up the streets or is he just affecting hardworking citizens like Jack? Jack, what's your opinion, I suppose? First time hearing about this guy, you got a name, Silas? We covered uh, him previously. His name is The Striker. Yeah, never heard of him. But I'll, I'll tell you what, Silas. I believe everyone's got a right to make their own path. And, it, you know, if this guy's gonna come in and help make life a little better for the people in Lower Tavix, well, we'll see how it goes. So neither for or against. That makes sense. Uh, Jack, you seem like a, a nice a nice fellow. I mean, you're certainly pretty to look at, but... Um, no, thanks. You're welcome. Stop flirting with a guest. Just because Jack is wearing your face doesn't mean you need to be nice to Jack. Jack, let's be honest. You work outside of the law a lot of the time. Why go that route? Why work outside instead of working with the law or working within the law? Why take those steps? Back it up. I do have my connections within official channels. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes here. I, I'm a good brawl. I, uh, like I said, this city's been good to me. But, uh, as far as why I do what I do, you remember that, that place we met at 
that bar down in Dragon Eyes. I grew up above that bar. Things weren't always easy. But, you know, a few years ago, the right person came along to, to help me out. And some people might question her methods. But the way I see it, she taught me that if, if there's someone else you can, you can help out who uh, might not necessarily get that help otherwise, and if you have to uh, end a few conventions in the process, well, that's just what you gotta do, you know? There are people who need help, and there are people who gotta do the things that need to be done to help them. Sometimes those things aren't always the best things in life, but someone's got to take the hit, and it might as well be me. It's a guy like you with a Sybaris mark doing down a Dragon Eyes anyways. The whole point of bringing you on here was not to talk about me, but to talk about you and how you do the things that you do. I, I'm curious. I think that the city needs to hear about things like this. There are people who make sure that day-to-day -day things happen in the city, who bring in things, who get things done, and who don't get the credit for it. With your talents, I would imagine that there are places outside of Sharn where um, you could make quite a bit of a living, um, quite a cushy living. So what about Sharn is making you stay here? Why Sharn? Why not someplace like Rote or... Um, Drome. Drome. Well, like I said, I grew up here. Born and raised, spent the first chunk of my life on the streets and dragon eyes, and then I got an offer for something better. And, uh, well, it comes right down to it. There was no one better for the job than me. I know this town. And, uh, it's got everything you want. There's nothing anywhere else that you can't get in Sharn. And, uh, I've got roots here, and that means something. That does make sense. Having grown up in Dragon Eyes and being a changeling, do you not feel like, as Silas has put it multiple times, working in the extra-legal professions paints a bad picture on already a stigmatized group? All right. All right, sweetheart. Like th this whole extra legal thing isn't isn't really sitting too well with me. I uh yeah, I do some things on the down low. But well, I've never seen the inside of a jail cell that I wasn't in on purpose. Yeah, as far as how people think about changelings here. Eh, you implying that I'm making life harder? Not harder per se, um, just that you might be perpetuating a stereotype. Yeah, what are the stereotypes to perpetuate? Ask anyone on the street what they think about changelings, and they'll tell you that we're gonna take your faces and steal your babies and stuff like that. Let's not, because... It Jack is right. If you go into a lot of the things that people believe about changelings, you're going to end up with 30 to 40 different answers on what that is. Jack is doing his best in a city where people always have to do their best. We don't talk negatively about Gembo, and he is the embodiment of all of the gnomish stereotypes, so let's not 
be as so rude to my guests. Jack, let, let me ask you, what is the most interesting request that you've gotten to procure something? Interesting, huh? There was this time when uh, I've done a few favors for, for people in the past, but uh, when it comes to stuff like uh, kind of things certain persons in this room might be interested in, that's not my specialty. I, I deal more in information. A couple of years back, someone asked me to get him some information, and uh, that took me up to a Big old party in the Skyway. Yep. First time being in the Skyway. I put on my best face, so to speak. Got a new set of clothes. Got myself into this party. Well, they had some top shelf drinks there, let me tell ya. Oh, an illustrious party in the Skyway involving costumes. I'm assuming a Luffy was there. Long story short, I, you know, I... I'd never had the good stuff before. Had a little too much of the good stuff. Got shown the door before I could finish the job. So, uh, I came back the next morning. Made friends with one of the maids. Got the information I'd been hired to get. And it turned out, I don't want to blow my own horn here. But there were lives at stake. You know, the, these people who live up there think they can think they can play games with the rest of us. And, uh, well, old Jack beat them at their own game. What, what was the information about? Like, who did you hurt? Like, like what? I, I'm, I'm sitting here at the edge of my seat right now, Jack. You, like, you, you can't just leave me like this. Oh, he will. J Jack never finishes a good story. <laughs> Damn straight, Silas. No, J Jack will have you guessing into next week what it was, and then you'll go home and track down the pieces, and you'll try and put news articles together, and you'll build a collage on your wall all about Jack. Because that's the kind of cool guy Jack is. See, I told you bringing him in was fun. I still think you only just met him last night. You'd think that, wouldn't you? I remember one night Jack and I we're talking all evening about uh you were doing what was it uh, you were a hired hand for uh some professor what was it nefrit nef nef nefrit yeah yeah good nefrit nice lady and, oh man the stories that jack could tell about that whole thing are absolutely you know what i think that you and jack should just have a conversation it would be nice to just get to hear more from him i'm sure you'd love it so you did something for Morgrave? I'm not ashamed to say I was a little down on my luck a few months back, so uh, I got work where I could take it. You know, there was a, there was a posting at, at Morgrave looking for some uh, some people to help out on one of their old research trips. You know, they they go and they find stuff and catalog it and write about it and whatever. So, uh, yeah, I got on board with one of those. Um, never thought I'd ever see the outside of Shard in my life, but, uh, well, these things happen. 
Nifrit. Nifrit. Uh, wasn't she the professor that was found murdered? Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh... Well, I, I mean, I guess I'm sorry for your loss. But Morgrave University, that's that's cool. That's what do you guys find? Yeah, we just uh, we found a few artifacts that were of a. Uh... That were of interest to some folks in Dargoon. And, uh... Kinda... Met up with some of them along the way. Turned out we had a common goal. You know, uh... Morgrave wasn't too happy with us at the end. Cause, uh... Yeah, we, we didn't wind up bringing the artifacts back to them. You know, our friends in Dargoon needed it more. So a Dakani artifact's going to the Dakani. I, I think we can all agree that that is the appropriate outcome from that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good people. A lot of times you hear about adventurers or other people coming across these artifacts and selling them or giving them to a museum in a different nation, and especially here with Zendrick, we, we get so many artifacts brought in illegally, it is it is mind-blowing. Well, I'll tell you, Silas, our friends in Dargoon weren't weren't the only ones, and, and Morgrave weren't the only ones who wanted that stuff. There were yeah, there were a few other players who were a little more aggressive about their intentions. But hey, I always get the job done and uh, had a good group of people to get the job done with. Everything went went where it belongs. I got paid and uh, you know I got to see Drum. Well, um that's me signaling us for time. Um thank you, Jack. I mean, I was very apprehensive about you coming in because I figured you were just one of Silas's drinking buddies and uh, weren't actually an interesting person, but um, it was nice having a conversation with you. And it was nice proving Aloofy wrong. It's been interesting, Aloofy. Seemed like a nice lady and uh, hope you get back to your party in the Skyway one day, I guess. Uh, Silas, same time tomorrow. Sounds like a plan, buddy. Aloofy, you take us out. And I guess if anyone wants to ask for Jack's assistance in things, they can find Jack in a an undisclosed tavern in Dragon's Eyes? Absolutely. Just ask around Dragon's Eyes for the savage side of Eberron. They'll get you in the right place. Well, uh, with that, um, I hope everybody has a wonderful far. And remember to keep an ear out for those echoes of hope.